Greetings, and welcome to Stasis Pod, the Transformers Prime colon Beast Hunters podcast. <laughs> <laughs> Thunder, thunder, thunder noise, thunder noise. I'm Blob. <laughs> I'm not clever enough, Jen. I'm Davacula? Slavid? Flavid? Oh, Flavid. Yeah. Well, that just makes me feel like Flavid Flav. Yeah. I mean, if we used last names, we could get cooler here. You could be like David Minion. Yes. Yeah. That would I could be, be Rob good. Werewolves of London. <laughs> yeah, you got the easy one. Rob London After Midnight. <laughs> <laughs> it's true, you do have the easy one, Rob. Yes. A, Rob a, Werewolf of. A Canadian Rob in London, <laughs> Ontario. <laughs> Uh, anyway, it's spooky episode. And yes, just in time for a month and a half from Halloween. It, well, it's it's close. Well, yeah, a month and a half. It's Thirst, the spookiest of all uh, Transformers Prime episodes. Yeah, I'm sorry. After September 1st, it's officially Halloween. Yeah. The, the it's two months of Halloween. Halloween. <laughs> there have been Halloween. That's right. It's pumpkin spice lattes, Halloween decorations, and I'm changing my Twitter name to be spooky. Oh, yeah. I gotta think the of the good... pumpkin spice lattes have begun, and they are fortunately not my problem anymore. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Yeah, well, it's kind of better than this this episode, which aired in June. Yeah, yeah the, the spookiest of all months. Fun fact: yeah. it was a BotCon weekend. Because I oh. remember people talking about it and how, I mean, basically everyone was like, hey, there's this super gay moment between Knockout and Starscream. <laughs> and, you know, everyone had just sort of DVR'd it and had to wait until they got home to watch it. So, so yeah, SpotCon weekend. Very spooky. Not spooky. Yes, yes the first aired in on June 7th, written by Marsha. Griffin, who already has the last name of a monster. Yeah, she's yeah. all set. Marsha Gryphon, <laughs> uh, who wrote a ton of episodes for Transformers Prime, and will write so will write a couple more. Yes, and directed by Booter Tidwell. <laughs> Scooter Tidwell, you're much better at this than I am. Oh, I'm not yeah. good at this at all. Darkness falls across the land. Ironically, the midnight hour is at hand. I'm not good at this at all. I I just watch House every Halloween. Well, I mean, I guess you know he does face some pretty spooky medical problems, but I wouldn't really call that appropriate viewing. <laughs> no, the other house. No, the other the, uh... other house. <laughs> My diagnosis: This man doesn't have cancer. This man is a ghost. Ooh. There's probably a Halloween episode of that. He doesn't have lupus. He has lycanthropy. He's a werewolf. <laughs> it's never lupus, except for the time it was. That was that was a great setup to a long punchline. Which is about at the point when I stop watching the show. It's like, oh, it's, it's reached its denouement. Dr. Gregory Haunted House. Yes, Go uh, go bother some poor overworked barista for a pumpkin spice latte. 
cozy up in some nice warm blankets and watch this non-Halloween Halloween episode. <laughs> and and we will, we open and we were working in Knockout's lab late one night. Also, and Starscream wait, saw an I eerie sight. I can make one more joke. I can make one more joke. Okay. I thought Thirst was the last episode. Ooh. Were we using <laughs> Thirst in that context yet in 2013? I feel that's I a recent development. So. Yeah, that it was not a thing. And recent un- as of year two. And unlike a lot of things that I will rail against millennials for, despite being a millennial, uh, I am 100% for thirsty replacing horny, because horny is gross, and I don't like saying it. <laughs> I, also- It's more that, that horny's been used in creepy connotations a lot. Thirst is- Thirsty, much better. Also, thirsty, thirsty is more useful for making jokes like this. Yes. <laughs> yeah. It's also, it, it's hard to say I'm a little horny. It, that just feels wrong. I'm a little thirsty. Eh, that works. I have a little thirsty. <laughs> I have a little horn. Yeah, no one's no, going to talk. No. Uh, there are m- many fewer opportunities to turn an unrelated mention of of horns into a sex joke. The way that, for instance, this episode being called Thirst is now immediately being turned into a sex joke. Yeah, you have to be like some sort of goat scientist or something. Yes. Well, no, you're, you're watching a David Attenborough nature documentary and it just gets really weird. But yes, for for See, those who who don't remember, last week was the Greg Weissman episode. Yes, the, the antelope's thirst is slaked for now. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, sorry, I'm sorry I broke into your oh. your excellent introduction. Yes, yeah, so we, so we were, so Knockout was working in his lab late one night, and Starscream saw an eerie sight. <gasps> And specifically, Starscream has mostly come there to bitch about how Shockwave has taken all of his, like, glory. Yes. Oh, I feel so bad for Starscream this season. Well, there's somebody who we should probably feel worse for in here, and that is Silas, who a long time after... I mean, he's being tortured by merciless space robots. Yeah. He's being tortured, yes, but it is hard to feel sorry for Silas. I mean, he is a terrorist. I mean, he's a terrorist and and Clancy Brown's voice. I mean, he's a terrorist who we never actually saw kill anybody, though. You kind of would assume that he would be dead by now. <laughs> but no. Yeah, I really, like, Knockout is pretty sadistic here. I, I basically, my notes at this point just say, holy shit. <laughs> yeah, how many months has he been using him as a living lab experiment? I mean, it's always hard to tell the passage of time on this show, because everybody always wears the same outfits. Yeah. Yeah, well, well, yeah. Nobody's wearing jackets. Nobody's wearing tank tops. Should have, like, at least been, like, a month at minimum. Probably a lot longer. 
As a lab experiment, uh, I did. Is Knockout even feeding him, or is he just filling him full of energy? I mean, yeah, I mean, I don't know that he eats anymore. He, I mean, he's kind of a zombie, and as we alluded to in the in an earlier episode, Clancy Brown, this is not his first time playing a zombie. <laughs> no, he's good at as it. As he basically, and he looks more or less in this episode about as bad as he looked during Pet Cemetery Two. Yeah, yeah, he's which he's is not a. Well. Highlander and that, one. And that's a bad movie, the only saving grace of which is that, uh, Clancy Brown gives a hilarious performance as a zombie stepdad. I don't... <laughs> is it supposed to be hilarious? I'm not sure it's as bad as you remember. I mean, it, it's a little bit funny. I mean, it, like I said, the Clancy Brown stuff is very funny, and, yeah, the Clancy I mean, there's some... Stuff is like, and he's in a lot of that movie. I mean, he's in a lot of that movie. I mean, uh, the problem is the rest of that movie is Edward Furlong, who I really don't have much time for outside of Terminator 2. Aww. No, but, but I, he's got that stupid hair. I don't think he's... He's got that stupid hair in this. Bad in that movie? I mean, he, I mean he's he's Edward Furlong it up. Furlong it up, you know. <laughs> uh, the guy's got some unresolved trauma with his mom. Check. Bad <laughs> haircut. Check. Yes. Yeah. I might actually enjoy Pet Cemetery Two more than Pet Cemetery One. Uh, like Pet Cemetery One is a better movie, <laughs> mostly, but the second one is like it's more entertaining because yeah, Clancy I mean, Brown. I mean, Pet Cemetery One is like it's a pretty good horror movie. Pet Cemetery Two is a crazy horror movie. Yes, like Clancy Brown kills a kid with his own dirt bike. Yeah, yeah that's... Oh, oh, that's a great scene. And not by like running him over with it. He like tears his face off with the wheel. <laughs> yeah, That's and then he also fun. crushes somebody else under a truckload of potatoes. Yay! <laughs> oh wait, is it isn't that his own family? Uh, well, he's else? the stepdad, so it's uh, like his wife and stepson, oh, who is yeah. like Edward Furlong's best friend. Yeah. And then he also exhumes uh, what's his Edward Furlong's dead mom for the purpose of yeah. resurrecting her and then having sex with her. Ew. I mean, consensual. Like I'm sort. one to I mean, I mean, they're both but, yeah. terrifying zombies at this point. Yeah, they're good zombies. It's, it's fine. And also, he's doing the, and it, and it's, it's like a Stephen King-ish movie, so he's doing the whole thing with a main accent. <laughs> yeah, okay, that, that's the problem. His accent isn't main enough. I that's mean, the one thing that the first movie has over the top of it. A re- great, ridiculous accent. As some as someone who was at at one point a fairly well known zombie role player in the World of Warcraft roleplay community, I realize I have no room to talk here. But shouldn't those soft tissues be gone at that point? I mean, these are kind of like magic zombies. Yeah, those were kind of well, like magic is, zombies. Like Clancy Brown was like fresh dead. I mean, it's not like Walking Dead where it's science ish. But like, wasn't the the mom like dead for a while? Ah, but she was. Um, what's his? What's it called? Um, embalmed. Yeah, embalmed, and she had to be embalmed because she was in like a hideous electrocution accident. Yeah, she was electrocuted. Well, I the. The the problem with embalming is it makes the outside look nice, but the inside kind of goes a little squirrely a little quicker. Well, well, and indeed at the end, like, the house she's in gets set on fire and you can see, like, the mortuary wax melting. It's very gross. <laughs> oh, yeah. She sets it on fire. Yes. I think. Anyway. <laughs> what uh, I'm so saying they... is his dick should have rotted off by then. <laughs> That's all I'm saying. <laughs> yeah, well... Anyway, so this episode, uh, so Silas continued to be tortured here, and 
starts from Zell. Uh, it wasn't breakdown. You're a quote unquote partner. And isn't it kind of messed up that you're desecrating his corpse? And knockouts all. Eh. <laughs> I mean, he's a medical professional. He's probably good at kind detaching, of. like, you know, that sort of thing. He's probably good at being detached about corpses. Yeah, that's true. Plus, he, he's also taking enjoyment out of torturing Silas, the, okay, not actually the one that killed Breakdown, but he did torture Breakdown and then later did this shit to his corpse, so, you know. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah. And so his, his latest torture is, remember the synthetic Energon that, uh, made Ratchet go all roid rage back in the first yes. season? Yes. Well, he got some from the, uh, when they found the, when they blew up the Autobot base at the beginning of the season, and he's been injecting it to him, which basically turns him into the Incredible Hulk for a couple of minutes. Also. But it also super drains his own energy. Yeah. And he's just like screaming, and it's, it's dark. <laughs> it's dark, yo. Yeah. Good Clancy Brown screaming. This, this episode, as we go along, it's like, this episode is dredging up old plot lines that were abandoned episodes or seasons ago. Oh, yeah. Well, that's what happens when you get a series regular writing. It's that she remembers I all mean, that stuff. I mean, Actually, for one, Silas. Yes. Yeah, I think every plot line that gets brought up again in this is from at least last season. Yes. Silas, we didn't see Silas still, he was in the, like, the middle of last season, I think. About the middle of last season, yeah. Yeah. Because he did the Nemesis Prime thing, and then they brought him back as, um, as Silas, with a C. Uh, Remember, that's an acronym. Yes. Cybernetic life augmented by symbiosis. Uh, Uh, Why did it have to be this? Anyway. Yeah, so, uh, so they're all, hey, maybe this is gonna be our new super soldier, and we can do this instead of relying on that Predacon, which hates my guts. (laughs) <laughs> yes, I, I like that Starscream declares it, since it's a super soldier, it's under military and not science. I'm like, sure, Starscream, sure. <laughs> and indeed, he tries to tell Megatron about how cool this is, but Megatron is only interested in gabbing with, uh, with Shockwave. <laughs> On the phone. Like, we don't hear or see Soundwave like last episode again. It's like he's just chattering away. Yeah, I mean, Megatron might as well be like, on his bed, talking into a princess phone with like his legs kicking. <laughs> also, when when Megatron goes back to talking to Shockwave, he says, "No, no one important." <laughs> just, just yeah. like oh, oh Star Scream, I feel so bad for him this season. Also, every so, time they mention the Super Soldiers, they are calling them Beast Machine Soldiers. Yes. Yeah. It's an evolution revolution. It's Beast Machines. Yes. Yes, it is. So, you know, he, he finds out that, you know, more, he goes back to the lab, the more, uh, synth N knockout puts in there, like the faster he burns out his natural energon resources. So it's not really that useful. Also, and we, also, we, there's no way to control him. We get a very good example at this point of why Knockout is here doing these experimentations on the ship and not helping Shockwave, which is Knockout is <laughs> Starscream's like, how many have, you know, how many doses have you given him? I'm just like, ah, two, maybe three. 
I'm like, knockout. <laughs> Science requires and, you to take notes. And right after he says that, he injects him again. <laughs> That's not science it's not scientific experimentation it's just doing things so now starscream hey he's got an idea a really bad idea oh god it's the worst idea idea. so so he figures okay so so megatron has dark energon inside of him and he can control things that also have dark energon inside them so if we put dark energon inside of silas (laughs) then megatron will control him and it will be cool and we won't have to use that friggin predacon anymore No, Starscream, no, we, to make we things do not, worse. We do not inject Clancy Brown with the blood of kings. Uh, blood of Unicron. Just, no. uh, we, I mean, he is one of the princes of the universe. Also, we get a very nice moment of knockout giving exposition as to why this is something Starscream suggesting, and it's just extremely <laughs> rushed exposition. <laughs> like... Like, uh, hey, remember the time we injected into the ship, and the ship and the ship turned super evil and tried to kill yeah. us? And also, remember this is the literal blood of Satan. Yes. <laughs> I it's it's almost like the editor came back and was like, well, people might not remember why you know Megatron, you know why this would be a thing. It's like, okay, well, I'll give knockout a line here summarizing the entire thing <laughs> about how. I mean, if this we know Megatron can control it, but on the other hand, it is. Yes, it is the blood of Satan. If this episode, if this episode was a comic book, we'd be getting all sorts of editor yes. notes. <laughs> Remember that uh, the ship was injected with dark energon in episode two nineteen. Recap and Rob. <laughs> yes. <laughs> anyway, so oh, I miss editor's notes. So knockout is very much not into this, but Starscream pulls rank, so he has to do it anyway. Yes, because mm. Starscream says that. I mean, like I said, clearly Knockout isn't actually doing science. So if he's not going to actually be doing science, then Starscream declares this to be under military. Well, because it has the word soldier in it, he's declaring it to be under military, which he's in charge of. So Knockout does this, and then Silas from his slab began to rise, and suddenly, to their surprise, he did the match. (laughs) He did the monster mash. Smash. The monster mash. It is a graveyard yeah. smash. Yes. Yeah. So he tears he, loose he from his, his restraints. He's now breaking yeah, sign so, but- to electric Silas organism. <laughs> Stupid acronym. Anyway, luckily, the whole thing where he drains his own energon happens very quickly. And he just falls down after like two steps. And then his face opens up like one of those super vampires from Blade 2. <laughs> yes! Oh, it's so Blade 2. It's... It's extremely Blade 2. It, that has to be a All these glowy... Because... B- Did Blade 2 have the glowy bits? Because I haven't properly It didn't have the glowy bits, but it has the tentacle with teeth that comes out. Yes, it's got so it, it, an alien tentacle. He's He's part xenomorph now. Yeah, but it's a technically Yes. And also, I did not uh, get... I, I got this from the wiki page, and I didn't make this connection myself, but I wish I had, because the whole situation where two doofuses are messing around with super toxic zombie chemicals is also how Return of the Living Dead starts. <laughs> oh, yeah! Oh, yeah! Yeah, just stick it in. Oh, no, that's bad. 
Somebody is messing around with uh, trioxin here, and luckily Knockout does not have a bag of bisected dogs. <laughs> oh, if if only Breakdown was like, or Silas was like melting, It'd be like the tar zombie. Oh, that that would make this episode creepier. <laughs> and I think fun. that makes Arachnid the, the um, what's her name, Leanna oh, Quigley yes. of this episode. Send more Viacons. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, Which so, kind of happens. Yeah. Yeah. So, so now we are in a zombie episode, which, um. Except they're, zo- they're zombie vampires. Yeah. Yeah. The, well, the, the, or the blade looks like zompires. Zuvembicons. They're terracons. I mean, they call them terracons. Yeah. They're, but yes. They, they call yes. Them but, but most terracons are just zombies. These are zombie vampires. Yes, these are specifically yes, vampiric zombies. They are contagious, Zombie. and they will suck out your energy. On they won't just eat your brain. Zombie vampires, leave this place. <laughs> yes. So they run away, as you should do. They run away but embarrassingly. Di- oh, the so the, but they they the walk cycle. Well, the, the run cycles in this episode of Knockout and Starscream. Um, they're a li- little too um. Fay, I guess maybe the right term. Like I was thinking, the, more Scooby Doo. Kind of. I half like, expect a scene where they run through a bunch of doors in the hallways. Yeah, uh, Knockout is kind of running like Daphne. <laughs> it, it's it, there's like Starscream's run is a kind of like his normal run, maybe a little exaggerated, but Knockout's is more pronounced. Gayness to the run. I don't know how else to Listen, describe it. It's very it. hard to, David. It's very hard to run in heels. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Well, then Starscream should be having more trouble. He has giant heels. Knockout, knockouts are more reasonable working heels. Oh yeah, yeah. They're just kitten heels. <laughs> yeah. Anyway, they find a body. Well, the see that they first. You know, knockouts all okay. So we got to sound the alarm, but oh, and, you know. Starscream says it's not a big deal. Listen, the ship is full of highly trained, very competent Viacons, and they oh, will take yes. care of Silas. Really? And uh, hands up if anybody else has seen an episode of Transformers Prime, because I don't think Starscream no. has. No. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, in yeah. the last episode, RC managed to distract them by getting thrown up in the air, and then Wheeljack just shot them all in the face <laughs> because they weren't paying attention wheeljack anymore yeah and this is in their own ship they don't expect to be murdered here just just your average steve viacon walking down the hallway gets like hey it's our buddy breakdown dracula yeah and indeed they indeed one of these guys just gets eaten by silas and like dragged off and we see his like legs twitching Yes. What what if this is really ironic and this is that one Viacon the breakdown was having that talk about workers' rights like seasons ago with <laughs> That would be sad. Oh I mean that guy's probably long dead. That was probably well, the guy not- who got like chucked That's probably that guy who got like chucked down the uh uh off the ship. Yeah, admittedly he that one was probably dead a long time ago. He probably died in the mine. Ratchet probably ripped his head off or something. But Yeah. Oh yeah, and indeed, in a very horror movie moment, Starscream and Knockout find this guy's corpse, 
and they're arguing about, you know, well, it's your fault. It's it's your fault. And this guy just starts waking up behind yes. them. Yeah, oh, that's always I, a great. Thing. I think that's a straight lift from Shaun of the Dead. Yeah. Well, that's a lift so from good. so many things. It, it's it's the Undertaker gets up when you think he's dead thing. Yeah, it it, it this is this is very much um, knockout and Starscream meet fr- meet uh, Dracula. <laughs> yes. Yeah. This is this is another fine mess you got us into here, Starscream. So oh, and, and um, so knockout, so they start shooting at no oh. dude, before that knockout mentions voodoo. Yes. Yes. I forget what the exact context was. <sighs> just just a robot saying voodoo it was like that's weird. Well, <laughs> it's weird what they have done. I mean, this is a weird episode. Uh, which we haven't noticed there are no Autobots in this episode. Uh true. Oh, yeah. Neat. We get another oh. entirely Decepticon. Did we have, I guess, did we ever have, like, entirely Autobot episodes? I don't um, think so. We maybe, I think we had some that were just the Autobots and Mech. Yeah, that's... But I don't think we ever had any that are just Autobots. I, I feel like the Decepticons are more prone to being, like, their own source of conflict. Like, they have right. well, because I mean, they're... conflict. I mean, they're more likely to do this to themselves. <laughs> right, although, actually, come to think of it, I think maybe the Scraplet episode is just all oh, about that's it. Oh, yeah, the Scraplet That's a good one. point. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, now that I think about it. But, but the Decepticons are more likely to do this to themselves. <laughs> well, yeah, because you can have inter-character conflict a lot easier with the Decepticons. I'm going to... the Autobots, to... you have to have little tiny things trying to devour them. I'm going to say yes. that this is about 75% Starscream's fault and 25% Knockout's fault. Yes, if you just, like, spent less time torturing him and you just killed him, he wouldn't have had anybody to do this yes. to him. No, it's the Dark Energon. If it hadn't been Starscream bringing in the Dark Energon, it would oh, yeah. not Oh, yeah, and that's why he gets best. the 75%. Yes. yes. So... Um, so they're attacked by this, uh, by this zombie vampire. They start shooting it. Uh, Knockout has seen human horror movies at drive-in <laughs> theaters, so he knows to aim for the head. Yes. Except that doesn't work because then it's just a headless body with a tongue sticking out of its neck hole. <laughs> Again, return of the living dead rules. Yes. Yes. Sadly, we do not, they do not talk about how they have to eat uh, Energon to cover up the pain of decomposition. Uh, <laughs> no. Love Return of the Living Dead. <laughs> I saw that movie too young. Yeah, that, that, that's a good, <laughs> that's not one to see too young. No. no. I mean, I mean, the nudity, the nudity alone. What? Oh, what? How the hell did I see that? That must have been on HBO. I don't remember. I don't really remember the nudity, though. I remember the horror. Well, I mean, there's more horror than nudity. No. Definitely. Anyway. You get to that R rating uh, anyway. You might as well just accept it and and do all you can. I mean, that was pretty much the entire philosophy of filmmaking in the 80s. Yes. Yeah. (laughs) Anyway, so... Uh, it turns out shooting them in the head does not work, so they instead have to shoot them in the spark, which is the chest, and that does seem to re-kill it. I guess that's probably where the Dark Energon, like, concentrates, and there you go. 
it corrupts their souls. Yes. And so they, uh, so the, it turns out a bunch of other terror, of other vehicons have fallen prey to this. So they have to run and hide and they have a brief moment of respite where, uh, knockout is very upset that they're going to be drained of their, or the star is very upset that they're going to be drained of their precious fluids. <laughs> Mm -hmm. and he's all knockout listen if this is if this is it then it has been an honor serving with you and knockout's all well you know you're no breakdown but i must confess i've always admired your lustrous finish (laughs) and then there's just a awkward pause pause. as they're just looking into each other's optics and and the back of your brain is shouting now kiss but they don't (laughs) no it's like well uh, get better i better hit the old uh, dusty trail here (laughs) This uh this got a little too real. Great, I love it. <laughs> so, Speaking of thirst. So good. <laughs> and it's a it's it's a bit of ship teasing. I mean, you're not going to get gay characters on a Transformers cartoon in the year twenty thirteen. You might be able to do it now, maybe. Yeah. But maybe. probably not. I mean, you know, they get, they, you know, they got like your Steven Universe and such. Uh, I mean, nowadays, yeah, but, but that, yeah, it only... wasn't like, well, no, I guess there just isn't really any romance on this show at all. So this is like no. the closest you're going to get no. to anything. Yeah, this yeah. and last episode are, are are the peak of Transformers romance, and that's not even that far. Well, unless you go back to G1 with uh robots hooking up with mermaids and things. Or, I mean, Beast Wars. My God. Oh, yeah, Beast Wars. We did get a kiss. That was a major plot point. Yeah. Well, off-screen kisses and uh, various implied sex acts. Yes, that is true. (laughs) And Rat Trap talking about going to nudie bars. (laughs) Yeah, that that's still weird. I do not want that explained. Rat Trap, please take that line Don't think about it. Such a good show, though. Very good. Anyway, so they step out and they run right into Megatron. So, and he's all, uh, listen, my devil blood's been acting up and it's probably you two moron. What's going on? <laughs> it, it does feel very like dad has found out what they were up to. <laughs> and now they're in trouble. And Starscream is a great line here. He's, you know, you know, they're all sort of denying that anything's going on and he's, Megatron's all, yeah, no, something's going on. And Starscream's all, uh, allow me to handle this. It's a knockout's fault. <laughs> and his body language is so great because his wings are moving and <laughs> uh, his body up, language yeah. is always great, but it's really good in this episode. Oh, and then knockout starts to say something and it takes him a second to realize, hey, wait! <laughs> <laughs> he, just, he just accused me. No, it's your fault. Yeah, and they're, uh, yeah, they're a bunch of zombie vampires and Megatron's all, zombie vampires. That sounds like insane bullshit. <laughs> And then he has to kill a zombie vampire. Yes. That slowly sneaks up behind him and, and, and oh, you get the star screams pointing behind you. Yes. Kill it. So Silas is wandering around looking for brains. He, uh, gets into the vault and smashes open a pod and it turns out it's full of arachnid. <gasps> Yay! Cause he senses energon. Another character we haven't seen for an entire season. There's yep. something over there uh, full welcome- of delicious energon. Unfortunately, it is full of energon, but it's also very mean. Yes. Yes. Because, uh, yes, welcome back to the show. Yay! Uh, Gina Torres. 
Yay, it's been too Very long. exciting. Uh, so she, uh... She's yeah, unnaturally she, shocked. You know, it's like, didn't I kill you already? Yeah, and also, what's going on? <laughs> Wait, you're a vampire now? How many episodes did I miss? <laughs> <That's>... <laughs> is the show about vampires now? <laughs> is is that what this season's gimmick is? Am I the chosen one? <laughs> <laughs> yes, but no. I mean, she kind of is because she pretty much slays this vampire. Yep. Yeah, she gets to kill him again. Thank yes. you. That was, it was enjoyable she, the first time. It was just as good the second. Well, maybe not quite as good because now it's Clancy Brown the second time. But. Well, yeah, she delivers the killing blow and she's going to like, you know, tear him open to, you know, make sure. And it, she's very surprised to find out that he's full of person. <laughs> he's <laughs> yes. got this beat up old human inside him. Oh, and he's like an, he's an opposite pretender. Yeah. <laughs> yeah oh, yeah. His, his meaty center. And Breakdown then, hides the Silas inside. <laughs> yeah. Yes, and, and then he thanks her and dies. She killed him. Yeah, on-screen human death. Uh, any episode in which someone thanks someone for killing them is just like A-plus in my I book. Mean, oh, and also it's it's great because he's all like, hey, you know, Silas, what, wow, what the frick happened to you? But hey, whatever, thanks for freeing me. <laughs> And he's all, no, thank you. And then he dies. And she's, whatever. <laughs> <laughs> I love what a cold, awful person she she's is. She's so great. Yeah. She's the worst. Well, yeah, well, this guy just died. Sucks to be him. <laughs> I do appreciate that she, it, it was helpful that, like, she was connected to both of the characters involved in this. Yeah. So it wasn't just, like, some rando freeing her. It was specifically a guy she was pretty sure she had killed filled with a guy she had worked with. Yes. Filled with juice from a previous episode. It's it's tying up three threads all at once and cutting them off and letting Arachnid free. And then she's all, hey, Insecticons, party time! (laughs) Yeah, I mean, this this episode is a turducken of continuity. Yes. Yep. And I mean, Silas himself is kind of a turducken of characters. Yes. <laughs> yes. Anyway, so yeah, Viacons are fighting zombies, Insecticons are fighting zombies, and then, yeah, uh, Arachnid does the Aquaman thing and calls her <laughs> insect friends to help her. Yes. Uh, not a reference to that, but it did make me think of, uh, Jennifer Connelly in Phenomenon. <laughs> sure. Uh, it's a it's a Dario Argento movie in which oh. the, the Giallo murders turn out to have been committed. Uh, or no, no, sorry, the Giallo murder. You know, it's like a Giallo movie, but also Jennifer yeah. Connelly's in it, and she talks to insects. And the day is saved by a chimpanzee with a knife. Uh-huh. Yeah, th- th- that um, that movie to me is like half that. Most of that plot is like just um, Suspiria all over again, but with insects, a chimp for no reason. Um. Oh, who's the actor? The old guy. Uh, Donald Pleasance. Donald Pleasance. Ooh. From Halloween. The darkest eyes. The devil's eyes. Isn't the killer like a midget with giant scissors or something? Yes, who's like hideously deformed. Yeah. Because it's a Dario Argento Ah, movie. Because Dario Argento. It's it's not as good as Suspiria, but it's entertaining. And also pretty pretty kicking goblin score. Oh, yeah. Goblin's always great. Anyway, where the hell were we? Uh, oh, wait, right, the, 
Arachnid wakes uh, up. Arachnid is all to me, my Insecticon. Yes. <laughs> and so Starscream and Naga, they find Silas dead, and they are briefly happy until they note that uh, Arachnid has uh, blown, has flown the coop. Yeah. And so now she is sending her Insecticons out to, you know, kill everybody. And then uh, Soundwave decides to be in this episode yes. and is yeah. once more thinking with portals because she just sends Arachnid and all of the Insecticons to one of Cybertron's moons. I, I appreciate yes. that this was also the way he dealt with specifically RC, who has a history with Arachnid. Yes. Yeah, it's, it's, uh, it's entertaining. But a little anticlimactic that, that Soundwave just, oh, you're coming here? Fine. Come and get me. Oh, portal. Bye. And yes. it just slowly yeah, because walks that's pretty away. much that, like, like the, the other zombie vampires are all gone. So it's just Arachnid and, uh, and these Insecticons. Yeah. Yeah. And then, you know, uh, Megatron. As- you know, we call Shockwave again, tells me, you know, we were implementing a containment protocol to prevent further outbreak. And also hurry up with those Predacon clones, because half of my people are either teleported away or turned into zombie vampires. Oh, yeah, also, he, he, he basically tells Knockout that... <laughs> he basically uh. tells Knockout that he can't hang out with Starscream anymore. Yes, <laughs> yes. you too. And then, speaking of Starscream, I'm also going to kick his ass. Yeah, it's time for some yeah, more uncomfortable domestic violence. Punished off screen. Like, it's, okay, yeah, I really feel sorry for Starscream. It's like he deserves some punishment, but it's it's Megatron dishing it out, so it's going to be too severe. Yeah, especially since now Starscream's loyal. It's uh, poor little Starscream. But yeah, so um, Arachnid has is stuck in her own little moon trap. With an entire army of Insecticons. <laughs> and <gasps> twist ending! She, she actually did get scratched by zombie mm. Dracula cyborg Silas. So she, she oh no. has, has yeah. a creepy mouth. Yeah. And is, is indoctrinating and... her Insecticons to turn them into zombie monsters. And that's where the episode ends with her silhouetted against a big moon. Well, or no, it's, it's Cybertron, I guess. But it's sort of pink. Cybertron, yeah. And it looks, oh, it looks awesome. It's very creepy. Ah, eyes. They're just going to starve uh, on that moon. Yeah, yeah. That, or do that's they just like go into stasis? Yeah, I, I imagine they'll probably or... go into stasis. And then someday some foolish people will come to see what's going on on the moon and wake them up and then there'll be a horror movie. Yeah, because um, I mean, this... and yeah, that is where we leave it. So Cybertron just has a moon that's occupied by zombie vampire insect monsters. Yeah, yes. we, we never cut, co- she never shows up in the rest of the series does she? Or the sequel nope. series? Nope. So there's somebody who reuses what? her model in Robots in Disguise. Yeah, there's the like a green colors that doesn't have the bug legs. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but like yeah. This this is a thing that they need to come back to. Like, seriously, this is like the the setup of an entire season of Insecticon Monster Army. At least half a season. Yes. But it's like, no, she's just hanging out there, just waiting for a movie or whatever the fuck. Ah, I love it. Go back. But uh, this 
this was, I really enjoyed this episode. I, I love it when weird continuity stuff gets brought up and I love it when shows just turn into a horror show for a single yeah. episode. Yes. Yeah. It's, oh, it's I so love good. this so much. I love all the continuity stuff. I love that Arachnid's in it. I love that there's <laughs> knockout appreciates Starscream's lustrous finish. I love just all of Starscream's body language. I love that it's just super dark and horror movie, and I I like this episode a lot. Yeah, it, it like when I did finally come back to watching Prime, this was this is like this is possibly the the episode that sticks out the most in my mind in the entire series. And entirely for that final scene with Arachnid on the moon with the zombie vampire army of Insecticons. It's like, the hell? This is great. Oh, they never come back to it. Shit. It's just so weird. Yes. Yes. I love it. And and this is, you know, sort of in the last season where you wouldn't think they'd kind of have time for this. Like, you you might just let these plots go fallow. Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah, like, I mean, you're taking the time to bring back Gina Torres for an episode. That's cool, but. And like, Clancy Brown. It tie, yeah, it, Clancy Brown. It's great. It, it ties up three things, but then sets up something even bigger that it does nothing with. That to be honest, could have been actually like part of the climax of the series, especially since they go, spoilers, they end up going back to Cybertron at the end. Mm-hmm. Well, in, in the Beast Hunters movie thingy that comes at the end. Yes. But it has nothing to do with this. It, uh, it, it's it's a fantastic but infuriating episode because of the ending. <laughs> Which, I guess, it is very much like a zombie movie, in a way. Yeah, the, I mean, much like a much like a horror movie, there's a the end. Or is it? <laughs> yes. Yeah, th- this, this isn't quite as weird as ending up nuking a town and spreading a zombie plague across uh, America, but... It's close. <laughs> and then that doesn't come up in the sequels at all. I don't remember. Yeah, I guess it does. The doesn't. second one is kind of like, it's like kids and it's kind of like a sub Goonies, but there's also zombies. Oh, maybe I never saw the sequel. And, well, no, there I've are multiple sequels. Some of the sequels. I don't, I guess maybe I didn't see the immediate sequel. Uh, Return of the Living Dead 3 is pretty good. That's actually by Brian Yuzna, who, uh, also, uh, produced, like, Reanimator and From Beyond and directed Society. I think he I, also produced The Giver. Oh boy. Ooh, I, I, I only remember the one where there's, like, a goth girl who gets infected and is she slowly turning, like, she's torturing her body more to keep herself alive and it does not work. She just ends up yeah, that's Return of the Living Dead three. Yeah, that's oh, the one. Okay, oh, that that was, a, that was that was a good weird one. Mm-hmm. Yes, uh, it's got uh, what's her name the 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 like sexy stepmom from the OC as the as the vampire. If you say so. <laughs> it was a big show for a while. Yes, I don't. Okay. I never watched it, but I heard of I, it. I tend to not watch shows that are like just two letters. <laughs> <laughs> So, so no ER. Like, isn't there um, one on Netflix that's like no OA or something? Oh, the OA. the OA, which people are doing like interpretive dance to save for some reason. Maybe. All I know is I remember seeing a shitload of tweets about complaining about anything else Netflix tweeted about. People complaining, well, I want the OA back. It's like, oh, I don't never heard of that fucking thing before. 
I guess Netflix never recommended it to me because it's nothing like the shows I watch. Anyway. Uh, so yeah, Thirst. Um, it's a straw. I mean, it's don't watch it as your first episode of Transformers Prime no. because you'll be very lost. Yes, <laughs> yes it, it's. It's a culmination episode, but but it's definitely a must-watch episode. So so by all means, please get caught in this thirst trap. <laughs> <laughs> yes. So that is it for thirst. We are all over the uh, the worldwide spider web. <laughs> We're on Twitter. We're on. I feel like Facebook is scary fa- enough already. Yeah, Facebook. Basically, those social networks are already scary enough as is. We're also on yeah. Facebook, and and we have a Slatreon. <laughs> <laughs> yes, we are hosted by IaconUnderground.net, uh, where we have a Patreon set up at patreon.com slash icon underground uh where we talk about uh we do an episode a month talking about uh the occasional anime uh often whatever the big movie out right now is uh and all those assorted things it's very excited and for as little as a dollar a month you can get access to our entire back catalog of those episodes yeah we're up to well, we're past 24 of them, isn't it? Like 27, maybe? Bunches. More than two years. Something like that. Yes, yes, and you get them all for a mere dollar a month. Yeah. So until next time when we cover evolution, I'm Grave Robber London. Uh, I'm still just Jen. I, ah, I hate being put on the spot. I can never think of anything. I'm David. I I always just change my Twitter name to like overwhelming ennui because that's that's scary. I just change it to a reference to some scary old stories or something like High House in the Mist or something. Ooh, the color out of space this year, uh, I think. Hey, Nick Cage. I, again, I've I've got the very easy one. Yes, yes yeah. you do. <laughs> Well, you can be more creative. All right. Um, I'll cut. Oh, I can stop that.